When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to a bonus edition of the Snooker Scene podcast. Uh, I've just been to see the NAP, the uh, snooker play at the Crucible in Sheffield, the home of snooker. Very funny play. We're going to talk, I'm going to talk about it to uh, Matt from Pro Snooker Blog, who came to see it with me. I should say I'm having a drink as well, so if things go a bit you know, lopsided, then that's the reason. Um, well, where to start? I think the first thing, Matt, is uh, it's just weird being at the Crucible not to see snooker, but we kind of did see snooker. Absolutely. absolutely. I've been to the um, Crucible to see well, seen non-snooker, as we put it once before, but that was, yeah, it was very unusual. It took some, some while to process, to be honest. Because you go in, there's a table there, so you think, you know, so far, you know, OK. But it doesn't look like I don't know, the, the arena is done up in, obviously, it's a theatre set. Yeah, absolutely. If, the thing that you notice know, first is that it's, the floor is risen by so much, it's so much higher. Um, yeah, it, it, as we speak now, obviously, we've just come out a few minutes ago, and it's... Having watched it for a couple of hours, it's still very strange to get your head around, to be honest. And this is from myself. You know, I've been there 11 years. You've been there yeah, longer. And yeah. We're so familiar with the building, yeah. um, and just seeing it in a different context is. Uh, but even just coming here, you know, like I said to you at the start, you expect to see the TV trucks outside. You expect to see the people at stage door. I, I felt sort of naked without my media bag. You know, it was just it was just weird. And yet, the, the other elements are there. You know, the, you go in the seats, the lighting, and everything. We should talk about what the play's about. It's called The Nap. It's a comedy. It features uh, Jack O'Connell, who's a Hollywood star now, but uh, I think he's from Derby. He's a very fine actor. And he plays a, a young, sort of idealistic snooker player who's making his way in the game. He's just turned pro. He's been to the Q School, which is one of a number of references that we'll get onto that were actually very true to life. And um, he kind of gets blackmailed into, into throwing a frame. So it's a little bit about sort of integrity and gambling and so on. And then the plot sort of twists a little bit, and there's a bit of a love story in there as well. Um, first, I think we should talk first of all about the actual sort of snooker elements because I, I, I was sat there thinking, next to you, he's going to, you know, if there's anything, even anything slightly off, Matt's going to be sort of storming out. But there kind of wasn't, was there? It was, it was all very well researched. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking exactly the same about you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were of one mind on that. But no, I mean, several little touches again without giving too much away, mm. but. They had the increased prize money total for the winner this year. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah. Um, I think they knew we were coming, actually. Yeah, yeah it was very well researched. Um, and, yeah, couldn't really Even the scoring, so they had like, the scoring system. Yeah, I was really yeah. impressed with that. The whole scene, well, again, you don't want to give too much away, but um, I was going to say you almost felt that you were there, but we were, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they, they obviously made a conscious effort. It, one, one thing that impressed me, they didn't, they weren't taking the mick out of snooker in any way. No, it was it was very actually very respectful, and, and not least because it's at the Crucible. I mean, it's no accident that it's ended up here. They wanted to do a snooker play at the Crucible, and there is they actually play snooker in it. They've got John Astley, who we must talk about because um, well, a he got us the tickets, but <laughs> but b he he plays two different players at different times, and in the first scene he has to make a big break, he has to win the frame effectively in one visit. I'm sure they could have got round it if it had missed, but there was pressure on. He made a hundred break, yeah. which is no mean feat. I know that the, okay, the pockets are a little bit bigger than normal, but the table is completely different because it's not got a slate bed it's got an MDF bed so it must have been a bit odd and put it this way I'll say this about the cushions there were no springy bounces <laughs> it was the very first thing that we noticed wasn't yeah. it the, um, the sound of the ball hitting the cushion was uh, a little bit different on the uh, regular tables on the tour but yeah it was it was very impressive from John um, even with the um, 
he, he's a professional player, but mm. it was such an alien situation oh, for yeah. him. I mean, even, if you think about it, this is for someone like him who is a professional player, um, actually playing at the Crucible, yeah, yeah. even though it's a player, it's still yeah. the Crucible. Not many people get to do yeah. that. So, but also, uh, he, you know, say he was playing in the World Championship. If he, if he, you know, go to the table, you want to make a big break with the balls nicely set. If you don't. The only person you're harming is yourself. In this, if he doesn't make the break, he's damaging the production in effect and letting down maybe the other members of the team. But he, he, I mean, he, I thought he was superb, and he wasn't just the way he played. He acted the part as well. He, he didn't just get down and play the shots. He was sort of milking the drama. When he went back to his seat, he was sort of you know playing the part of a snooker player. You know, and, and clearly at the end, he loved the like the ovation, didn't he? he loved yeah, he, he was acting and. Mm. Um, as you said, I think if I would have been there, some of the jokes that were going on, I would have been struggling to not yeah. to laugh and yeah. be obviously not a professional actor. But he, he the, the biggest credit that you compared to John is that if you were there watching and you didn't know that he was a snooker player, you would have thought that he was a member of the cast and an actor like yeah. anybody else. And Albeit really good at snooker. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but also, the, the, there were a lot of sort of modern references that maybe not everyone in the audience would have got there were references to people like Mark Selby Shaw Murphy just in passing but it gave it an authenticity like I say it clearly been well researched didn't it yeah definitely um, and as you say the scoreboard was spot on Q school was referenced the ICSS were referenced there were a lot of things in there that yeah simple simple fact is snooker fans would have loved it mm. and um, the fact that we couldn't find too many faults with it was uh, yeah a testament to the research. Yeah, I mean, it was very funny. I mean, humour is, is subjective, of course, but um, I thought it was very funny. It kind of zipped along at a great pace. Um, but the sort of central story as well kind of is true to life, even though it's sort of done comedically and played for laughs. I think what was true to life was the fact that whenever we've had sort of scandals in snooker, it's always been the people around the players who have basically caused it. The players are very trusting and anyone who's been around snooker a number of years will know that let's put it this way some of their sort of entourage and hangers on are not always the most sort of straight people and I think they they, they, they brought that across well and, and the, the, the sort of the, the isolation of the player because he's on his own playing they often do put their trust in people that they shouldn't yeah it was to someone coming in who perhaps isn't too familiar with snooker not I suppose you could almost say it was educational couldn't you it was very um True to life mm. representation of the dangers of what can happen and the mm. temptation that, that does exist mm. in the modern game, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and yeah, I thought that they carried that across really well. Mm. And there was one very straight, it was like a dream sequence where you, mm. you see snooker sort of being invented by British Army officers. Because at first I didn't realise it was a dream and then I kind of pieced it together. Um, again, though, that's, I think there was a definite uh, decision by the writer Richard Bean and the director Richard Wilson to sort of respect. Snooker and, and not, as I say, take the mickey out of it. It was it was a very respectful play, wasn't it? And bearing in mind it's a comedy, there was a lot of opportunity to, to sort of take the mickey, but they didn't really. Not, not out of the sport. No, I mean we've all, obviously we've seen a lot of um, we see a lot of articles in the press at this time of year um, that do take the mickey out of the sport. But the play was very well researched, and it it's very careful, I think, to um, to be accurate and to be correct mm. and to, as you said, be comedic but some of the references in there, you know, to Sheffield to yeah. um, culture in ge- modern culture in general um, there was enough to cover um, anyone in there, it wasn't for the under 18s put it that no, way yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, some, most of the lines we can't repeat no, but, not at all. but when it came to actual, the actual sport of snooker itself um, I think it came out of it pretty well mm. and, and it was further proof of the way the Taylor Davis 85 final sort of hangs over the sport because there's a lot of references to that and I'm not going to give away the ending but the kind of it, it 
ties in again. I mean, that, that's just something that you, you see the power of that because I guess that's something that the sort of non-snooker audience they they know about because everyone knows about it. Yeah, I mean, we both laughed to each other when the yeah. 18 million came up and was mentioned yeah. again, yeah. <laughs> as always. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, well, 30 years on, it just shows the longevity of that moment and the the hold that it will always probably have on the game. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously Richard Wilson is who's part of the production, which yeah. we'll talk about. But um, he obviously knows his stuff. The researchers have known his stuff. But yeah, even if they hadn't done the research, the one thing that everybody knows, yeah. who knows anything about Snooker, has ever heard of it, is the '85 final. Yeah, yeah. Ralph Little's in it. Uh, he's in the royal family, of course, and various other things, and plays different characters. And one of the characters he plays is, is a master of ceremonies. Did, did he remind you of anybody? <laughs> <laughs> The suit, I think it was the suit, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. He basically but, yeah. is playing Rob Walker, isn't he? He is. A, a, sort of, a sort of, if you can imagine it, an even more over-the-top, if I can say that, if, if Rob's listening version, because he, his intros were genius, I thought. They were like, right, sort of, basically poems. Uh, yeah, and they were never-ending poems. <laughs> as, soon as, they, yeah. um, as soon as they were delivered, he added an extra, um, an extra element to them. For yeah. want of avoiding spoilers, but yeah, I think we have to say as well it was an excellent call by yourself. You know, I, think I did. Yeah, you did call that one. Well, I thought because he originally comes in playing a manager, and, I, and the way he sort of he, he bounds on the stage, he used to rob at the cruise were bounding on, and I thought, oh, he's, he's, he's he Rob Walker, and then he, he was playing a manager. But later on, he does play an MC, and again, I suppose that's a, a little touch. They, they were probably, I think, they were here last year, weren't they? Richard Wilson's here, yeah. and they've just observed what goes on, and they want to keep it as authentic as possible it, it's kind of I wouldn't say it's a love letter to snooker because I, I suppose the subject matter you, you couldn't say that but it, it, it is maybe a love letter to the Crucibles association with snooker yeah I think <clears throat> I was thinking in there while we were watching there were one or two scenes that were unique to the Crucible that yeah. could only have happened here and you yeah. were watching them and you actually felt like for the last well again you don't want to go too much into it yeah. but um, there were certainly moments in the play where you felt that you were there watching an actual match yeah. at the well, we were watching an actual match well when but he made that century that absolutely was, there was nothing else happening there was no jokes or anything it was just him playing it was pure snooker yeah. but um, there were other scenes where you could imagine them going on in the world championship I mean there's one great line early on um, and I, this has been I've read this somewhere else already so I know it's out there but he says yeah, it's not the crucible is yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think that was the line that sort of kick-started the play really mm. I thought it was a really good production it was very slick the acting was really good um there was no weak link, so that, you know, everyone was on point, yeah. I thought. And I think also, you know, you don't have to be a snooker fan to enjoy it. I think it's, you know, because it is a, a sort of human story as well. I think snooker fans will enjoy it, and I would certainly recommend it to any, but it's not necessity, necessarily. No, not at all. Um, again, you know, as you say, there was the, uh, the, the love story element to it and the, um, you know, the other aspects, but I think obviously it helps to be a snooker fan, mm. but definitely... Um, anyone else come into it yeah, people might even see that and then think they do want to come and see the Crucible next yeah. month yeah, you know, yeah. it might work the other way and actually convert people to come and watch it, yeah. which would be great for everyone it was just weird not seeing all the usual people in the front row <laughs> and it was weird for me being in the audience because I mean I've only ever been in the audience twice when, literally when I came when I was a kid to see the World Championship normally if I'm in the arena I'm in the press seats which there weren't any press seats um, but um, yeah it was kind of I'm glad I came. It was it was weird walking in the crucible with no snooker, but then it kind of was snooker in a, yeah. weird, in a weird way. And there were there were a lot of things recognisable from the game. Even Jack O'Connell, that that character, you could imagine him being a snooker player. Yeah, definitely. Um, as you say, there were lots of familiar elements. Obviously, the building itself, but then the people on the door taking your tickets. Yeah. Seen those before when I've gone in as a spectator myself. Um, yeah, it was very surreal and. To be honest, as we talk now, I'm still trying to get my head around it to some degree. Yeah. It was very unusual. Um, 
yeah, it was very odd. And as you say, not even, I mean, myself, I've been in the uh, media room for a few years now and going in back through the front was a bit of a flashback. But, yeah, it was really enjoyable, though. Yeah. It, was, it was strange, but in a good way. Yeah, well, it's been really well-reviewed and it's on, I believe, until April the 2nd. Uh, I'm sure tickets are still available, so uh, if you are in the Sheffield area, or even if you're not, it's worth coming to see. You know, it's a play about snooker at the Crucible, so it's kind of special. And we must thank uh, John Astley uh, for arranging the tickets, and also John Tomlinson from the Crucible as well, who gave us some really good seats. And uh, the nap, I think, gets the thumbs up from it. We're not theatre critics as such, but <laughs> we I, are I, now. But I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, as I say, come and see it. Yeah. Th- thanks, Matt. I'll finish my thank drink you. now. Cheers. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.